Um, what's up, everybody? Um, we just finished recording, but I had to tell you this. Let me switch settings real quick. I had to tell you guys this because I don't want you starting listening to this podcast and thinking the audio is going to sound like this the whole time through. We had audio difficulties. I forgot to press record. So the audio you're hearing is going to be from the camera. It's only going to last like 15 minutes, maybe 18. You're going to get to the good audio. Just hang in. I promise it gets better. Um, Eric's editing the vlog that you guys are going to see Thursday morning. Um, listen to this episode. Great episode. Great draft episode. Look at our new studio. We're about to explain it all coming up in a second. Let's go. First, uh, done and Drew episode in our brand new studio. Welcome to episode 184. Hope that's right. It is. Because we're official now, so everything has got to be on point. And so far, everything is. Um, it's going to be weird because I'm going to be talking to Aaron. Just <laughs> let, let me tell you guys, this is a unique setup today. It's normally going to be a lot better. We're both going to have our own microphones in the near future. Um, just we'll take a little bit more investing of our money. But today... We got a new a new table, which we'll talk about that story. Maybe maybe you you scoot back a little bit and face this way, okay? And we put the mic like here or something. No, it's got to be. It's. I'm in the optimal position. Oh no, you got to look this way when you talk. I'm in I'm in the optimal position. So your your mouth has to be over here. So uh, you just don't look at the camera. Pretend the camera's not there. I like talking to my people. Y'all just y'all just gonna have to watch us for this one. We'll figure it out. Um, also, we gotta careful be careful banging on the table because that'll register the microphone. That'll be tough when we're a bottle of James Dean. That whole bottle would be scared, um, especially since we gotta like at four a.m. You do. My flight's a little later. You're not riding with me. I'm going with you. Okay. Yes, yeah, this might be an all nighter, guys. Yeah, might be an all nighter. So. We are, as you know, we set up in our apartment um, in Jacksonville. We moved to Jacksonville mainly for this guy underneath the microphone right here, Trevor Lawrence and um, Urban Meyer, just to cover the Jaguars this year. Um, but uh, another benefit, or I guess hand in hand with that, is our podcast. So we said, hey, if we're in a in the same apartment, let's do a studio. In the apartment, obviously, when I can still do Zoom from our bedrooms. It would be funny, though, like an April Fool's joke, but we're past that. Um, so we're here. We got a brand new table at Ikea. Well, not brand new. We'll get into that here. <laughs> we should, got, we just, should we just tell them watch the vlog to see that? Yes. We are coming up. <laughs> when's that vlog dropping? Because tomorrow at, like, 10? So Thursday morning. 10.30. Thursday morning at 10.30, we will 11. Have, 11. In case there's delays with our flight. And is Cleveland in... It's in Ohio. I know. <laughs> but is that... That's not Eastern time, is it? It is. Oh, it is? Yeah, no time change. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. Good. Yeah. How Florida goes back an hour if you go on the Panhandle for a little bit. But if you go up to Cleveland... Well, Cleveland's still, like, on the east side. Okay. Yeah. Good. Florida Florida Panhandle really long. Like, this dick. But, wow. <laughs> Jameson... So what did we do today? The next step, so we got our apartment. That was okay. We finally moved in, and this was our first day officially both moved in. And we were like, "All right, well, we got to do a podcast tonight because we didn't do one Monday." Um, and by the way, we have a great guest for you guys talking NFL draft. Um, Justice, he, he works for Bleacher Report. 
he just is a freaking film room junkie. So we really tapped into his mind on the NFL draft, and it was it was very enlightening and great. If you're listening to this even after the draft, because I know a lot of you will start listening to the podcast a little later, um, it'll even it'll be I think even better because you'll be listening to our takes on who we think is going to go where and how good each prospect is, and you'll be like, oh no, he went here, he actually went here. So I think it'll be entertaining. Um, you want to talk about? Uh, after so we moved in today, first day. What what did our timeline? Of the, you'll see it all in the vlog, but let's talk about it. Yeah. So um, I've been. I thought Andy was going to get here on uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. I thought he was going to get here on Tuesday. He told me he was going to get here Tuesday. It's Wednesday. Anyway, I remember I, saying that. But. I've been here since Saturday. The, that was my day when I finally moved up here for good. So I've been up here for a few days by myself, just you know, smoking weed, trying to get rid of my headaches. From the J and J vaccine. Oh, get into that. Uh, we will get yes. in. Let me let me put that in rants. You did. It's in rants. Okay, we'll get there. Um, but anyway, fast forward. Today's Wednesday, and he pulled up. He had a bunch of shit in his car that we uh, brought in, um, and then he made a list of errands we had to do, and we went to IKEA, got this table. He surprised me with this sign. That's in the. He block. said this was the housewarming gift that he teased on other episodes, but. Housewarming gift, I guess, means for both of us, but he said it was for me. It's but. for the house. <laughs> That's it. It's for the house. It's for the house. I liked it. And look, you'll, it's you'll, perfect. Oh, I didn't even realize we're sitting on the right side. You did it. The sign. Done yeah, I, I understand. So if you guys are just listening, I got Eric a... Eric, it's house. The house. Oh, I got the house. Relax. I can't get him a gift when I'm just fully excited. Well, exactly. he first gave me two bags of almonds, and I thought that was a housewarming gift. And I was like, these aren't the right ones. He gave me roasted salted. I, I eat lightly salted. I cannot ever get him a perfect gift. No, no, I love the neon sign. I love it. It's great. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you'll see it. If you're listening, go to YouTube. You'll see it. If you're watching the vlog, you'll see it there as well when I actually get the reaction. Probably wasn't the reaction you wanted. No, it was good. Was I, good. I was actually, I was, it was so funny because I was like nervous. Like I was shaking. <laughs> it was so weird because I was. That's the vacuum. Not because, <laughs> not because I was scared you weren't going to like it. I knew this was a home run gift here. YouTube.com slash The worst thing you did was set me up for excitement though. Because you were like, I sent to other people and they said it was a great gift. Don't, don't well, tell me I that. Can't, I can't. Don't tell me that. I can't hold it in. When I, when I have something good, I can't hold it in. Um, and Good instead of instead of like showing you the actual gift, which that was the only other alternative, I had to tell you that people thought it was fucking sick, and it is. I mean, you can't really tell too much. Like, you can't tell fully on camera right now because it, I think it's kind of blur, you know, overexposing the microphone in the middle. But it's done. Microphone drew. It looks like our logo. Yeah. And it's it's same typeface. It's fucking sick. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not exact, but look, it looks like it. It does. I didn't know you can request font. Well, I, I told her what, what I wanted to look like. She's like, all right. And then she sent me some fonts. I've been working on this for like two months. It's a good gift. I like it. It's it's way better than having art on the wall. It's, I, I, like um, it. we're, I feel like we're going to do still. We're gonna yeah, yeah, we will. I'm just saying this this will top the art. The art is just the extra pieces, the extra amenities. But um, so we went to Ikea. We got this table. Uh, we, we were... Looking for chairs, too, because Ikea had no chairs we liked. We went to Target. We went to Bayer Furniture. Everything was like $400 per chair. We were like, fuck out of That was insane. Fuck out of Bayer. Um, went to Target. Uh, we didn't like any chairs there. And I was like, okay, let's 
let's just do this. You have a chair already. This is like the first podcast. We're not like fully moved in yet. Just use your chair and then I'll get like some simple chair from Target because I don't have a chair yet. Here I've got a desk in my room with no chair. So I'll just buy some cheap shit and we'll switch them out later. We'll figure it out. But we got things to do. The most important, the most, the best part of today though was the table because we went to Ikea and we looked at the table. We've already been to Ikea before. If you saw the vlog, great trip. I've never been before. It was blown away. It's like we're at a theme park. Um, we get to the tables and we're like, all right, here we go. We got to actually decide on one. And we came to a, a decision. We're like, all right, we both like this table. It was like a light wood color. And we're like, okay, we settled on this, but let's not get our heart too set on it because Ikea is trash <laughs> when it comes to keeping shit in stock. Because everybody goes there. Yeah. Everybody goes there. So you're never going to find anything. So we get to the end of the maze. And by the way, what if there's a shooter in Ikea? Jesus Christ. And they're going back. Like he'd have to go on the weekend, though, because it was dead. Today. It was dead today. But that's bad for us if you decided to go on a Wednesday. Well, it's a maze in Ikea. You can, you, there's no exits. And it's literally a maze. Anyway, what I was saying. Um, we found the table we liked. We got to the end of the maze. But it, the table we liked, this table we found as we were going to check out that's the, the few items. That's, that's in the end. What do you mean? That does spoil it. That's oh, in the end. Okay. Um, so, we, so we found the table <laughs> we liked. Went to a representative said, hey, do you have this in stock? Because it said, speak to a representative. And she said, she went on her computer. She's like, oh, no, we're out of stock. I was like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> um, but didn't get my heart too set on it. And she actually said that. I hope you didn't get your heart too. No, nope, I know Ikea. I did. Um, and she said, uh, she gave us some other options. We're like, no, we're, we're just going to go somewhere else. On our way out, we had, I passed by. I think I hit it first. You were looking at me or Sarah. I passed by this table and it was on, it was near their clearance section, their discount section. And I was looking at it and I was like, it says discount. What's wrong with it? Cause I'm like rubbing my finger. I'm looking at it from angles. Or you was rubbing it. Trying to see where, where, where there were scratches, was where there was nicks. I found one super tiny pin sized nick on it. Um, and I was like, is this it? Because this is not bad. And then the represent, another representative, someone that worked there said, oh, it looks like this one was on our showroom floor. Um, and don't know what else is wrong with it. I was like, doesn't look like there is anything wrong with it. It was just on their showroom, so they couldn't like sell it in a box. So we were like, okay, we'll do it. It kind of the rest of it is in the box. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a long story of how we got this table up here, but we got it all in video form. You got to see the box chopped up into pieces and easier to explain than going on a forty-five minute tangent about how we got a fucking table. So on our YouTube page now, we have at youtube.com slash done and drew. If you go down to the playlist section, we have a vlog section. I did that. <laughs> I know you saw that shit because I saw you put some shit in there. Okay. <laughs> Makes it very easy to, easy to find. Uh, youtube.com slash done and drew. Scroll down to the vlog section. And uh, did, you put the, uh, did you put the vlog playlist on the home screen? Yes. Gotcha. Hey, Andy. Andy put that shit right under podcast episodes on the YouTube page, so it's easy to find, y'all. That video will be up at 11 a.m. Thursday morning draft day, so y'all can go check that out and see our table adventures. Let's get into the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. Um, in the future, we're going to have a better setup. With, we'll both each have our own microphones. It'll it'll just be totally cool. Like, I have my computer set up right there. Like, got too much clutter in here but it's gonna it's gonna be a lot a lot better but 
like I said, into the episode, we interview um, Justice. I just want to make sure I'm saying his last name. Right. He's a he works for Bleacher Report. His name is Justice M- Mosqueda um, at J U M O S Q. He's a draft, like I said, draft analyst, draft expert. He just grinds on film. It's crazy these people that every draft, every draft season, like is their season to shine. Like they just grind film. I don't know how they do it, yeah. but we talk to him how he. We, we ask him how he does it. They love methods, it. Um, their grading system. They ranked 300 prospects this year uh, based on a grading, a, a grading scale. So we talked to them about that. We talked to them about their number one prospect. talked to them about um, there are just some interesting notes on who they have. For, like, he was talking about a defensive lineman that, that they have in like the top 15 that no one's even talking about. Like It's their highest defensive player on, their, on that list, and no one's mocked him anywhere. I've seen on on any of the dot coms or NFL networks. Um, even a, a, they rank him ahead of JC Horn and uh, Michael Parsons. I'm like, wow, I've never even heard of this guy. So tune in for this interview later on. It's yeah, they, they do extensive research. Like this is like yeah, it's crazy. This is their pride and joy. So like they're watching hours and hours of film of like these individual players, and they put the, together this draft board. So. It may be worth looking at before that we get into the draft for your specific team, but we interviewed a guy from it, and I think it'd be worth your time. If you're here anyway, you're going to hear it anyway. I think, so going into the drafts um, tomorrow, which, speaking of which, me and Eric, Eric and I are flying out in seven hours, about. We'll be boarded on our plane. I'll probably be in the air by then. Christ, I got to go to bed. Yeah. His flight's at 5.30 in the morning, which means he has to be at the airport by we, at five. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be at the airport at least by 4.30 in the morning. I was telling Andy and Ikea that the, or Target that this trip, I get mad at this trip is going to remind me of when I went to fucking Penn State whiteout game and then went to a Jags-Bengals game the next day. I got absolutely no sleep because we got a fucking... Edit the pod, edit the vlog, uh, make sure we have all of our stuff so we're, when we get to Cleveland, we're not, you know, lost and shit. Like, we have a, we have a lot of things to pack. Like, we got to pack the camera. We have the batteries. We have to have battery chargers. We got to have our computers. We got to have our vaccination cards. We have to have a lot of things. There's a lot of things to do within these next, like, five hours or so. So, you know, the grind has started immediately. Yeah, for I'm us. so worried about getting <laughs> sick because... Number one, today was a fucking grind. From sun up, I woke up at 6 a.m., I got my shit ready, ate breakfast, drove to Jack's about an hour and a half, and then we, once I got here, we got in my car, we went to Ikea, uh, from from there we came here, built the studio, it was like, I have not stopped today, so my immune system got to be struggling, and then flying on a plane. And we're, and we're drinking right now. Drinking, <laughs> is another, yes, I'm drinking alcohol, so I'm like saying, hey, immune system, I know I've put you through hell today, uh, good luck. Here's some alcohol on top of all of that. And then tomorrow I gotta wake up early so I'm not gonna get a lot of sleep. Planes always fuck me up. No, me too. And then we're going into bad weather. Oh my god, we're going into cold and rainy. That's the worst combination of weather ever. Good news is we're vaxxed. We're, we're okay. <laughs> day and day is fucking me as we speak. Doesn't mean we're not gonna get like, I don't know. I'm taking Sudafed every day for headaches that I have. When I wake up, I get a headache an hour later. I have to take Sudafed. Because my allergies are fucking me. 
at the same time, I don't know if this J&J thing is doing anything to me, but like, who knows? I don't know what's going on in my body. I feel good when I don't have a headache, but I wake up with headaches sometimes. So every time I go on a trip, I predict that I'm going to get fucked physically. And I do every time. But tomorrow I plan on going to the gym. Drew, he needs a nap. Tomorrow? What? Drew needs a nap. Oh, you mean once we land? Yo ass needs sleep. I don't need sleep. I just I need to like sweat. That's why I have to. You sweat this Jameson out of your system. Not the Jameson, just like I have, I have to work out. I'm addicted to the gym now, guys. So like I have to get it in. Um, and I did not send my workout to the fucking fitness community yet, so I have to do that at some point. How many obligations do you have? A lot. That's why I need a social media manager. Because <laughs> I relax, you can do it. I have, I, and I've been doing it. It's just, it's. I feel like it's going to get overwhelming at some point. Yeah, jobs a, are overwhelming. Nine to a, five is overwhelming. This is, is it, you, I feel like managing multiple social media accounts way more overwhelming than going to one job and working for one person and sitting at a desk all day for one person. I, you got to manage multiple channels, post. That's more fun. It's your brand. It is, but it's more overwhelming for sure than a job. Nine to five. You know what you're getting into. Social media. You have to manage. I think you have a lot more. It's 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 more demanding mm. to to run social media accounts because. Not every account that you're running is making money, but that's your ultimate goal. Your job, you just show up, you get paid. Social media, you got to grind on this shit to eventually get money for it. We're not living off of Dun and Drew, and we're about to go to the fucking. We gotta be. We're about to go to the NFL draft because we want to make good ass content that you're not going to see anywhere else to help grow our brand. It's a grind, and it's more demanding than a nine to five. Nine to five people don't got to wake up at fucking. Four to go on a flight to Cleveland and then make content for three, four, five straight days and then edit the shit. Come thank, on. Thank God I'm unemployed. Right Come on. Don't even get me started about this social media shit. This shit is a fucking full-time job in itself as well. But it's fun, like you said. And that's what you should be doing in life, something you enjoy. How about we saw Eric just real quick, Eric got recognized at actually both of us got recognized for the podcast at IKEA. It's in the vlog. That's in the vlog. You have to see that. That man was flustered. Yeah, he was. He was not expecting. To see he was. Us, I guess he was one of the most nervous people I've ever seen that met me. Wow. I. He was like. He does what I do. Like he was swaying. He was like stuttering. He was like trying to gather his thoughts. But you know, he had the courage to come up to us, and that's all that matters to me. So, and the weird part was I put the camera in his face, and he said nothing. No, he's just like he's just going. I was, I, when I saw that, like that's why I was kind of quiet the whole time. I was. I was awkward because I was like. Man, Eric's holding the camera up. And like, I <laughs> Bro, I had up. I had the camera right in front of this dude. He didn't give a fuck. fuck. He didn't give a fuck. I mean, he was he was he was nervous to begin with, so it's hard to tell if that even affected him. He didn't even look at it. I was looking at his eyes. He was oh, looking at wow. me the whole time. Right in your eyes. He didn't look at the camera. I was like, respect. Boop. I was like, boop. He didn't look at the camera at all. But we had a day today, guys. We had a day today, and like. I like when I was recording the beginning of this vlog that you're going to see tomorrow. I um, I thought there was going to be no content. <laughs> How do you think it sounds on the camera? It probably sounds fine. It picks up audio well. Oh my god, I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so we weren't recording on. Oh my god, I'm such a fucking idiot. We weren't recording on the microphone for this whole time. Hopefully, the camera audio sounds okay. 
It will. Oh my god, I'm sick to my stomach. We're, we're projecting. It'll pick it up. I've taken that shit into loud ass fucking batteries. Are oh no, it's not. I've taken that camera into loud ass stadiums, and the audio is fine. We're in a quiet room and projecting. It'll pick it up. So, all right. Well, at least that was just the intro. Still, <laughs> kind of. It is, yeah. Um. So, other than the 49ers in the draft, I think Kyle Pitts is the most intriguing to me. And just... how are you just gonna go into that? <laughs> you even set it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bang on the table. Remember? I'm sorry. Uh, it's me. Just said so. Kyle. Pitts. <laughs> 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 I did. Like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we talk about Ikea. <laughs> I thought it was a good transition. Oh, fuck. Go ahead. Um, other than for the 49ers in the draft, Kyle Pitts and Justin Fields are the most intriguing to me. So. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Okay. <laughs> All right, but we've been recording for 20 minutes. Should we stop it and just restart it? No. I thought it stops recording after 30. I don't know. I like to test it. I thought you tested it already. I didn't test that. What did you test? When I said, hey, see how long your vlog camera records. The battery, because I had a 32 gig uh, memory card in there. It filled up. Okay. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh, well, shit. Well, then just let me know if you got to keep looking up there, though. I have been. Okay. Like, I'm looking at the corner to see if it stops. Okay. Do we want to do Manscaped now? Yeah. They uh, emailed us about... Um, Timestamps. Timestamps. I don't do those. Um, <laughs> Tommy does those. All right, guys. So, Dun & Drew is brought to you by Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels and is available in USA, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and the EU. Uh, we have an exclusive offer for you guys. Use code DUNNANDREW for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the movement and 2 million other men who trust Manscaped. I'll be real with y'all. Today, you know, I'm getting ready for the draft for Cleveland. My crotch was so sweaty today. The crotch. I was going to go to my nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the crotch works too because that's Manscaped's brand. But I was going to talk about my nose specifically. Uh, I got a haircut last friday so i was looking at my neck seeing if it's you know hairy and shit it is i'm gonna shave it at some point but i was looking at my nose my nose hairs was poking so i was using that weed trimmer nose hair trimmer and that shit was amazing it got all those fucking long ass hairs that were sticking out and shit so my nose is good and i'm ready to go um but uh you guys can order the perfect package 3.0 on manscaped.com Inside this package, you will find the um, Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls. I pack that every time I travel. We're going. I'm packing it. Cleveland. Definitely taking that. It's going to be cold, rainy. We're going to be walking around. Balls going to be sweaty as shit. Uh, we're taking the Crop Reviver, which is also in the, the Perfect Package 3.0. That is a little ball toner spray and refresher. So, like, you get out of the shower, you apply the deodorant, and when you're walking around and shit... Like throughout the day, you spray the Reviver. It also includes the anti-chafing performance boxers. Those are free when you purchase this package. And, you know, you get 20% off, free shipping, done and drew. You get a lot when you order the uh, performance package 3.0. So head over to manscaped.com, order that shit, 
Make your balls feel clean, smell nice, because you already know when we in Cleveland walking around and shit and rainy and shit, you know our shit going to be smelling fresh. And we probably going to have that shit ready for the vlog as well. You already know. I might apply, you know, those crop mops. I might walk around with those. Little well, wipes. I'll have a fanny pack, so if you want to put your crop mops in my fanny pack, that's what I'll, I'm going to do. I'll put, my, uh, I'll put all my shit in your little fanny pack. Well, not all your shit's going to fit. You can put your little dildo thing there, a little vibrator, vibrating dildo. Oh, why would I bring that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why would I bring that to the draft? I'm, I'm in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> we, we draft Trevor, you put it in. You're horny ass. Sorry. I'm getting arrested in Cleveland. Let's do a top 10. Let's do a picks 1 through 10 mock draft. Someone asked for it, right? Yeah. Um, I just got to know the. Jake Jeremiah underscore 08 asked us on Twitter to do a top 10 at least ahead of the draft. So, um, you got the order? Yep. Well. You know one. (laughs) Come on. So, number one, I assume we're going to, are we going to do, what are we going to do, back and forth? Yeah, we can do back and forth. All right, you can start. Off the dome. Uh, With the first pick in the NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. With the second pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets pick... Zach Wilson, BYU. I don't know if I like that one. You don't like that one? It's pretty... I know. We were talking our homeboy. I have no choice. With the third pick in the NFL draft... This is a big one. The San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance. Uh, That's what I would have done, too. From North Dakota State. I think they'll do Trey Lance. Not Mac Jones. Yeah. And And if... I don't know where Mac Jones goes if they don't do it. I don't care. You know? I don't either. Bama QB, yawn. Uh, fourth pick, Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> this is tough. This is pressure. This is the big question mark. Like, I can see no one is really mocking them to take Sewell, the offensive tackle, but I can see that. Really? Like, everyone's saying Kyle Pitts, um, or they're trading out. <sighs> Could you see the Falcons trading out? Yeah, if someone wants Pitts or someone wants a quarterback, that that falls. Um, but if they're staying, I'm gonna go. God, just, fuck. You know what? No one's saying it. So if I say this and I'm right, people are gonna be going insane. But I'm gonna make it clean. Mm. Um, number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I got Penny Sewell. Mm. He offensive said, tackle. No one's saying that. No one. No one's saying. And you that. know, there's going to be a curveball in the draft. There always is. I respect your decision. Um, fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase. Wow, Kyle Pitts is on a free fall. The Dolphins are sprinting, or should I say, swimming to the podium <clears throat> to hand Roger Goodell a card with the name Kyle Pitts on it. I believe that. Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa has no excuse now. You're going to know exactly who he is. The Detroit Lions at 7. Jared Goff is I think your, that's Broncos. This has this has Detroit Lions. Am I capping? Broncos 9 on this one. Um I'm looking at one that's 2 hours old. Yeah. 
Wait, why would you say lions? This says March 26. <laughs> <laughs> I think there have been some trades and what? some movements. Why is this first in the Google? When did the lions have... Did they trade? God, this is trash. March 26th. Okay. This still says seven. Oh, yeah. Broncos traded with the Lions. This still says seven. Oh, wait. Maybe. Oh, maybe I'm looking at a mock draft that includes trades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mine mine includes trades. So you do yours. Uh, Lions? Yeah. Detroit Lions at seven. They have Goff. They have Galladay. That's all I know. So who do they need? I don't fucking know. Everybody. Who's the best player on the board right now? Waddle? Smith? They're not taking a quarterback. You don't think? They're riding with Goff. You traded Stafford for Goff? You sound like you're doing a poem. (laughs) I have no idea what you're doing, Lions. You're an awful franchise. But if we're doing, for mock draft purposes, y'all are taking Waddle here. Because I'm only saying that because apparently he's better than Smith. That's the only reason. And I think I had had Smith um, over 11.5, I think. Who's after, since I can't trust this mock draft, who's after the Lions? Or whoever, yeah, who's after the Lions? The Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Ooh, who just traded Teddy. Just got Teddy. I the, mean, uh, just traded Teddy. Got Darnold, Christian McCaffrey. You got Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. There's another receiver on that team that I think is good. Man, the line, the Panthers would have loved. Panthers may. Panthers should go receiver. Here. I think they should try they, to get Falcons pick and get um, Pitts, but... Should they go receiver even though they have Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel? Get three. Wait, they don't have Curtis Samuel. They don't? Who? No, he was a free agent. Don't, don't, don't lie to me, boy. Curtis Samuel. Washington football team. Oh, God. Get a receiver. Yeah, so they need get a receiver. Smith. So, perfect uh, replacement. Um, Darnold to Smith? Darnold, you better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Darnold better eat. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh sure pick, I'm gonna go Devontae Smith to the Panthers. I mean, yeah, the Panthers. That's a high pick. It is for how other people are mocking. Yeah, it is. Um but it's an offensive draft. It is. Also tackle heavy, offensive lineman heavy. Uh so Broncos at nine. Um they just got Teddy Bridgewater. They have Jerry Judy. They got Noah Fant. Who's on this board right now? Broncos. Who are they taking? I think they're taking a quarterback. Really? You know who's on the board. You think they're taking Fields? I can see it. I can see it too. That's just gross to me. Get your head off. She's your it's loud? Yeah, very loud. And yours? Yeah. I mean, even on there. She's your phone. Bury it. It'll turn off once it's closed. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater may not be it for Denver. Well, duh. He hasn't been what? it for a few teams. Well, has he had a chance? 
Vikings, oh, God. Saints. Don't relax. Okay, I get it. Justin Fields to the Broncos. <laughs> Fuck. All right, who's next? Well, I closed my laptop. So. What number? What number were you at? We're on ten now. Okay, so Cowboys. This is, this is Cowboys. Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. I've heard J.C. Horn is the best corner in this draft. They need a corner. Cowboys. J.C. Horn. And that's our mock draft. <laughs> that's our top ten mock draft. Oh, that was that was tough. Um, I just can't wait because everyone's always wrong. So. I don't know why mock drafts are so popular. I guess they're popular because you want to see who. I guess you want to speculate, like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. how will our, how will my team look with this you, player? For the people that don't pay attention to college players, which is probably a lot of people, just like we don't pay attention to college basketball, but we watch the NBA. There's probably a lot of people out there that don't watch college football, but they watch the NFL, so they like a little, a little research. I think it's the most intriguing. It's just so much drama. Like, remember that year that um, was it Laramie Tunsil? Like he was, he was falling on the draft because he someone released a video of him smoking pot. Yeah, that was crazy. Now he's in his bag. Um, speak, yes. Speaking of bags, Houston, um, Dunn and Drew's also brought to you by our Patreon, which you can join by giving us five dollars a month. You get exclusive access to our Discord channel, which has a slew of Dunn and Drew listeners. You know, talking every day, communicating, and you also get a bonus episode every week this week i have no idea what it's going to be because we will be blacked at the fucking draft but we will somehow some way give you content that you will not get anywhere else um gotta do my bubba wallace segment okay (laughs) but since we're in draft mode let's kick it to the interview with justice um we appreciate him coming on um he's gonna drop his twitter handle at the end so stick around for that a lot of good draft tidbits. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, whether you're listening to this before the draft to get info, you know, p- to put in your back pocket um, while watching, or if you're listening to this after or watching us after the draft and you want to roast our opinions, or just it's just very interesting to see like you know what people were thinking beforehand and what actually happened. Um, so here is that interview. We're gonna play it now. Check, check, check. Yes. Good. Okay. How about us? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can I can hear you guys completely. This is our first Zoom interview. Well, this is our first Zoom interview of our new studio. So thank you for being the first guest on the new and improved Dun Drew. Indeed. Yeah, man. No problem. Anytime. Um, so yeah, we're Andrew to... anything. For Andrew anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I don't even remember why you follow me. I don't I don't I think know. it's just Jack's Twitter stuff, man. Jack's I think Twitter. I was just so yeah. It's just you do draft stuff long enough, you end up meeting like every dude in Jags Twitter. So like it's kind of how it works. Well, going through Jags Twitter's whether it depends on what side you're going through it. You could be going through Jags Twitter like getting dragged, um, but you're not ever dragged. I think Jags Twitter really likes you. So I think yeah, you've always I fe- been. On I fear side. them. I think they fear me a little bit. It's like a <laughs> mutual thing where it's like, all right, gotcha. We're both good guys with guns, you know. <laughs> um. So where do you were you at the West Coast or something? Yeah, but I'm in Portland. Oh, okay. Who's that? Sure. Who's that logo on your hat? Is that Western Michigan? No, it, yeah, that's the second time I've gotten that this week. No, it's the uh, <laughs> wow. high, school, high school high school I coach at. Um, oh, okay. I, I helped out with them uh, this past year because my girlfriend was tired of seeing me just hang out at the house. She was like, "Yeah, go do something." So, what'd you do? Like when you teach high school football, what's your? Do you have a specific position, or are you just yeah? I, I work football? I work with linemen. 
for the most part, but I took a special court or a special teams coordinator role this year too, um, just because they needed a guy there and half of it's just the organization stuff. So it ended up being pretty easy, but Hey man, I'll tell you this, I've never sweat so much in a high school game before. And I thought high school games were stressful for me enough. And then, yeah. you know, having to get like, Hey, little Johnny's hurt. Who's next on the depth chart for <laughs> one of the six phases on special teams. Also, if he's not in the, on the field in five seconds, like we're going to get a delay of game. Mm. Never had that kind of pressure before, but yeah, it sure gets the heart going. Um, so you, so I'm, this is my co-host, um, Eric Dunn. Um, you work for Bleacher Report and you, you mentioned you coached uh, the, the linemen. I know you, I saw a tweet from you recently about you scouted so many, you spent like so many hours scouting the linemen in the draft. Was it offensive linemen or defensive linemen? Defensive line. So yeah, the way Bleacher Report set it up is we have four guys uh, who are taking specific units. So like I'm doing the, the front seven, um, Corey, is doing the defensive backfield. He used to be an NFL scout. Uh, I believe he played defensive back in college. Nate Tice, who is Russell Wilson's backup at Wisconsin and uh, Mike Tice's kid, he worked in uh, the AAF. He worked in the NFL for a while, college ball. Um, he's doing the offensive skill guys. And then Brandon Thorne, who does a lot of stuff with offensive linemen is doing our own line. So we kind of like divorced it within those specific positions. And we just stuck to those positions. Like I watched 90 front seven guys, you know, defensive linemen, defensive uh, edge defenders and linebackers um, for this draft. So like I got through like the UDFAs even, which was nice because you're able to focus wow. on very specific people. You can actually get honest evaluations on those later round guys versus, you know, someone who's yeah. being asked, Hey, it's the week before the draft put out a, you know, a top 300 big board and they're not watching half <laughs> of the guys. So yes, yeah, so it's did. a ton of work. We spent four months yeah. and I watched, 90 guys, you know, it, ta it takes a lot of time. It's not like this stuff goes real quick, but. What's your process when you're, when you're evaluating, I know it's different from each position, but are you watching every single snap and you're watching just that player? Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess the first thing that I would say, um, just because of the background that I come from. So like we did a ton of scouting reports, uh, optimum scouting, which was the company that I was like number two. And I was the director of analytics for um, we ran the player personnel pool for the XFL. So, I mean, I'm coming off of just doing a ton of reports anyway, right? Um, so I always start with kind of like player background and production, just kind of getting a feel for like what, like how how much time has this guy played? What is going on, you know, in this guy's head in terms of like human development, right? I think that's really important. Um, there's a couple of guys like Chas Surratt, the linebacker from North Carolina. He was uh, North Carolina starting quarterback his freshman year. Oh, and now he's a linebacker. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things like that where it's like, oh, okay, this probably matters in the evaluation and you should come into the evaluation knowing that. And then I watch film um, basically, yeah, just zoning in on a guy for probably three games. Some guys it's tougher than others because of the scheme that they played in. Like college football on the defensive side is getting less and less like the pro game by the year. Um, so it, sometimes it gets tough with guys like Milton Williams from Louisiana tech, where it's like, none of this really translates or Tulsa. I mean, Zayvon Collins is probably going to be a first round pick. They run a three, three stack. I mean, they, nothing about that translates to the NFL outside of his like physical traits. Yeah. You know right. I mean? So you have to kind of focus in on that. How much does it, um, affect you, uh, not knowing what a player's assignment is on a play, or do you know enough about football to where you kind of assume, 
like you know where that player is supposed to be on any given play. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty easy, especially for the front seven. I think the front okay. seven is probably yeah. the easiest of all of them. Um, where it gets tough, especially for me, like I said, line background, right? So when we're getting into this new stuff, uh, coverage-wise, like what Georgia's starting to do, what Alabama's starting to do, a lot of these ten- uh, Tennessee, a lot of these SEC teams, right, where they're doing man match stuff where it looks like man coverage and then a guy switches last second and you're like whoa what the hell was it like <laughs> this zone is this man like this looks very different and like a lot of teams in the nfl aren't doing it um you know the rams uh did under their defensive coordinator he ended up moving up to the chargers so i wouldn't be surprised if you know both la teams did it uh joe barry just got hired as the defensive coordinator in green bay and he came from los angeles so i wouldn't be surprised if those three teams did it but there's a lot of coverage assignments that are really tough um, to evaluate for defensive backs. And I think that just gets more and more difficult. I, I'm, I'm the last guy you want to talk to about defensive backs in terms of like how deep I am on this draft stuff, just because the way I evaluate defensive backs, or especially cornerbacks, is like, hey, man, what do they look like in press man? Because that, that'd be the number one thing that I would care about. All right, um, so rank the top those 10. So, tricky. so rank the top 10 defensive backs in this. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What can you explain the grading scale? So you guys, I saw on the article, you guys do a grading scale for your top 300 players that are coming out in the draft or uh, undrafted guys. Um, what does that grading scale look like? So the grading, the grading scale is draft rounds slated to pro potential. So for example, like a fourth round pick for us is a future role player slash spot starter, right? That's how we have it written in just so that all four of us evaluate and can kind of be on the same page. Cause at the end of the day, you know, we're having meetings whenever we drop a big board, we're having meetings and we're talking about moving guys up and down and who do we want to break out of these tiers and stuff like that. But just to get kind of like a baseline understanding of like, this is roughly what this grade means. Right. That's how kind of we do it. Zero to 10. Uh, we go from like five to 10. Yeah. A, a lot of teams do a lot of weird things. Like I know Blesto and nationals grading scales kind of the same way. Um, it's just kind of how it works out in the NFL. If I were to run a team, I would probably try to tie in draft position to, uh, NFL contracts in a weird way. So Uh. basically like the, the, the trade up value of that draft pick compared to what the salary is and then tying that all together. So you actually get like, Hey, this is, you know, this guy should be. It is, you know, $2 million better than this draft selection. Wow. That's very interesting. There's a, there's a way to do it, especially with kind of how the cash swaps are working right now with, um, you know, the keep to leave trade, uh, Ryan Tannehill trade, Osweiler trade. There's like, you know, some evidence in the NFL where you can finally start tying in draft value to actual salary cap space. I think there's a way that you just do it to have, you know, pro personnel and college tied in at the same thing to kind of get a better uh, way to grade out guys in terms of like rounds, but. So are you just comparing college players to college players, or do you actually have to go into the NFL teams and understand the defensive schemes they run so you compare a player to that team, or is it just a big board of college players that you're comparing about how they performed in college? Or are you actually picking like what NFL team you think they're going to fit best in? We do a little bit of a buzz. So like when we, when we talk about guys, we talk about them like, hey, this guy would be a really good fit here. And that's why I have him that high, right? Like there's certain guys that don't necessarily fit every scheme, but we're just doing it kind of a holistic uh, big board, not tied to a team. Because if we, if we did do that, I mean, I think things would look different. Like, for example, like in Aziz Ojolari, who's not a very good pass rusher, has great get off, but he's a great run defender and he's extremely violent, right? 
So like those are specific things that some teams will need. But if yeah, you're looking at right. like a cover three team, right? They need pass rush from their defensive line. Yeah. But if you look at a team like a Tennessee, a Baltimore, a New England, they would love having an edge defender who plays that violent all the time. And he's a much better fit there, right? That that's where you kind of have to start divorcing player evaluations from uh scheme fit, I guess I would say. I see here that the 10 overall would be once in a generation prospect at their position, AKA number one overall talent. Did you guys find any tens in your top 300 this year? Let me look it up. I sure did not No, we did not have, we did, we did not have, we did not have a 10. Our highest is a 9.6. Uh, and, and that is yeah, who's that? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Let's hey, go. Let's go. You, know, you guys happen to hear about that guy? Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit about him. I was surprised there aren't any murals. We're driving around all, all, all over South Side today. I'm surprised we haven't seen any Trevor Lawrence murals yet, but I'm what, sure they're coming. What offensive or not offensive? What defensive player is the highest that you guys have ranked? Because like, because like for me, you know, I'm all about offense. I don't ever know about the defensive guys, and that's your specialty. So, who's like the top? Defensive guy coming. Although out it's probably a corner, and he's not. He he didn't do the defense. No, it's actually a defensive. Horn? It's, it's Davian Davian Nixon is the guy that we have, and he's probably not going to go in the first <laughs> round. But he's a real. Really? He's a, yeah, he's a real explosive player. I mean, you watch him. Oh, I've seen I mean, him. I mean, yeah, I I, I, I don't really necessarily know what I'm missing with Davian Nixon, but we're talking about a guy who was an All American in junior college, turned down an Alabama offer. Went to Iowa, first year as a starter at Iowa, made All-American. Then he ran and ran a 4'8 at 315 pounds. Oh, my God. Like, th this guy is a Fletcher Cox level of athlete. And yeah. it's not like he's some sort of hidden gem who's, like, should be a sleeper on boards. I mean, we're talking about a full-blown All-American, right? Yeah. So, I don't understand what I'm missing there. But the next the next couple guys that we have um, on the defensive side are all pretty big names. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromora. He's kind of like a Jamal Adams type of guy. Um, as a linebacker, but he's undersized, great speed, uh, might be a safety at the next level. Yeah, um, Patrick guys, Sertan. Yeah. Heard, yeah. You have him ahead of um, Micah Parsons. Yeah, I don't think Micah Parsons is as versatile as people think. I mean, he's a really big, violent, fast guy, but in terms of like coverage, he's going he's gonna to get slept on a little bit. Um, in terms of as a pass rusher, I don't really see it with him on blitzes. Like he's a big run stuffer up the inside, but I think you know, even a 3-4 defense, you have him as an inside linebacker. Parsons is kind of a guy that reminds me of, like, Anthony Barr. Like, he is Anthony Barr, both the good and the bad, where he maxes out, where Anthony Barr is, you know, he, Anthony Barr might make a Pro Bowl, but you're never thinking of him as, like, this dude changed our defense, right? He gave us an identity that that teams just can't handle. In terms, like, I, I would take a Dante Hightower over Anthony Barr. You know what I mean? And, okay. and mm -hmm. that's kind of the divorce of where those tiers are split. Um, so you would say uh, one of my questions was going to be which player in this draft do you think do you think deserves more hype than they're getting? I guess it would be Nixon, right? Right. Yeah. Nixon. Nixon's one of them. Um, there's a ton of guys, I think, in the later rounds that I think the media has not really caught on. Like a guy like Shaka Tony, um, you could convince me he played better football than Owe and Owe might be a, a first round pick. And people talk about Shaka Tony as a six rounder. Um, mm -hmm. Tony also ran a four six forty as a pass rusher. I don't know if you guys know that's pretty fast. <laughs> so like a guy like that, I think yeah. he's going to go a lot higher in the draft um, on actual draft day, probably day two when he's being talked about as a round six type of guy. Um, 
there's a bunch of those type of guys this year. It's it's a very weird class just because of how it all shaked out. Has how many years have you done this, or has Bleacher Report done this top three hundred list? So this specific project with you know a four man scouting team, yeah. um, it's the first time they've done this. But okay. for the draft, I've worked in the draft since probably 2013, I would say. Okay, because I was going to ask, have you guys, so since I can't ask this question, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Have you found anyone deserving of a 10 based on your rating system that you guys are using here in your, since 2013? Um, I would probably, oh, since 2013? Yeah, since, guys, since you started like, scout, like looking into these players and really taking deep dives on draft prospects. I mean, Lawrence is up there, right? I mean, I, mean, so you're I saying mean, I wasn't fishing for that answer, <laughs> yeah. but if you want to give it to me. I mean, hey, it's it's pretty easy to identify Trevor Lawrence as a guy who's going to be a game changer and, and, you know, having the high floor and the high ceiling at the same time, you know, without any major red flags. Is there uh, any SI, issue? SI article aside. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is there any issue about – I know people knock him on – Clemson's a, a big on having a horizontal offense versus vertical. But when he was asked to throw vertical, like – he did it and he was fine. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, they call shot plays. Like w- once you get some of those spread teams, um, defenses just have to play you in man. Cause those guys get spread out so far that if you're not doing anything other than blitzing, those guys are just hanging in zones. So there, there was plenty of times where, yeah, they just locked him up in man. Um, and he had to throw, or he had to throw in the middle of the field against quarters. I know I watched the Wake Forest game cause I uh, broke down Boogie Basham. And they just basically played quarters and just let them, you know, check it down the entire game. Their, their entire game plan was just, hey, let's make Trevor Lawrence run at the goal line and, and check the ball down. And he'll just do what needs to get done to win a game. I mean, that's oh, the, the problem is a lot of these those ACC teams just couldn't keep up with them athletically. So they just yeah. try to get him from like looking like an NFL quarterback. Right. I mean, that was kind of their objective uh, coming into the game. But. Lawrence, I, I think he's perfectly fine. I think he throws the vertical ball a lot better than Deshaun Watson did um, in the same type of system. Even though yeah. Deshaun got better at it as a pro, I, I think it's like already present there for Lawrence now. And that's why we're talking about him as a completely different type of prospect than Watson coming out. Okay. So what was the, cause I wasn't like, I think we already, we already, I think we had Blake Bortles at the time. So I wasn't like too keened in on Deshaun Watson as I, I wanted him, but I wasn't like watching tons of highlights. Why did he fall to, what was it? 10? It was yeah. It was why like didn't he? Why wasn't he like talked like like Fields or or Lawrence's? Because he was throwing even fewer deep balls than like oh. Lawrence was, right? So like he wasn't throwing deep balls very much. And then at the combine, they hit him with that crazy radar gun that tells you how fast a ball's coming out, and he had like the worst <laughs> miles per hour ever. And it was like, wow. yeah, Deshaun just doesn't have an arm. And I was like, oh, oh he wow. doesn't have an arm as much as like he's not being asked to throw those type of balls. And then you watch him in the preseason with the Texans and he's playing in a pro style system. And you could tell by the preseason, like, Oh, this dude is different. He like figured it out. He he's like already fixed the flaw in his game. It was almost like, uh, I remember Patrick Mahomes throwing some crazy deep ball to Tyreek in the preseason oh God. Uh, before he became a starter. Yeah, And I was like, Oh man, he figured it out. This dude's about to be unleashed. And you know, it was kind of the same thing with Deshaun, where it was like, who he was in college and who he was in the NFL between when his college career ended and his rookie season started like regular season, he already had made that jump. Whereas like Lawrence is that now he's not that yeah. in September. He's that already, you know what I mean? So. 
plus Deshaun had injury concerns too. Yeah, oh, he, he had. Yeah, he had like two two ACL injuries um, oh, while shit. he was at while he was at Clemson. I don't remember that. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he got hurt his rookie year too. Remember, he oh. was on a tear his rookie year, and then he got hurt. It, it I got a question crazy. because Justin Fields in my opinion, has been playing or has played out of his mind, but people don't have him even going in the top 10. Like some people don't even have him going in the top 10. They've got Mac Jones going above him, Zach Wilson going above him at two to the Jets. I'm, I'm just trying to wonder why people aren't giving Justin Fields the respect that he deserves. They're putting Zach Wilson above him, Mac Jones above him. But for me, I think Justin Fields is a better player than both of them. So why are we sitting here plugging Zach Wilson at two already? Why are we putting... Mac Jones in at three to the 49ers. You, 49ers trading up to get Mac Jones over Justin Fields. I know he went to Bama and he played a good game at Devontae uh, Smith, but Justin Fields is a hell of a player. I, I agree, and I think it's because the full story isn't necessarily been told on what is happening with Justin Fields' camp right now. So if – okay, so if you're the 49ers, right, and uh, let, let's – file all of this around allegedly okay so if you're the 49ers allegedly you're not very happy with jimmy garoppolo because you think he could have played through his injury last year so allegedly you're mad at this guy because coming off of a super bowl run where you made it to the super bowl your quarterback did not push through an injury that you believe he could have played through to get you into the playoffs coming off of that does that make sense? Were there whispers of that, or is that completely hypothetical? Allegedly, let's say <laughs> okay. I'm putting under this. Everything falls under alleged. All right. All right. So, from that perspective, if you're looking at a quarterback in the number three slot, and you're talking to Ohio State's coaches, and you're talking to your medical people, and you hear about Justin Fields' epilepsy issue, and your and your medical staff is telling you, yeah, this should not be an issue. And you talk to Ohio State's coaches and Ohio State's coaches say, yeah, he missed this workout. He missed this practice because of this. And then you're putting that in the perspective from a team that wants availability from their quarterback primary, right? Because yeah. they just came through a wasted mm -hmm. year coming off of a Super Bowl run, right? And now he's not being considered as the number three pick, right? And now you're a team that's picking after the San Francisco 49ers and you're wondering why should we be considering Justin Fields if he's not being considered for the number three pick and then those type of things snowball right mm -hmm. and I think that's why you're hearing whispers now of New England talking to um, Detroit Carolina and Dallas at three eight and ten to potentially move up the draft for Justin Fields because they're a team that does the work on the player personalities right to actually see through okay what does this person need how does he tick I don't care what San Francisco is doing at number three we're going to be trying to get you know they're kind of an orthodox team. Yeah, he don't. Right. Whereas the whereas the rest of the league, like, oh, he's there. Take it. Right. Exactly. Whereas <laughs> the rest of the league is thinking, you know, Ohio State gave us the heads up on Dwayne Haskins. They told us that they were giving him leadership books, right? And Ohio State doesn't want everyone to know that. Hey, we just had back to back first round quarterbacks, and we talked bad about them behind their back to NFL teams, right? I mean, th those are the kind of things that are not being told in public, allegedly. Again, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> I think those are those are the reasons why cognitively it doesn't make sense what you're seeing on film versus how he's being talked about. But it's because people don't want to actually tell the entire story. But with that being said, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up a patriot by the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah. As I just see like on the internet and Twitter and everybody saying if the 49ers take Mac Jones at three, all hell's gonna break. I can't loose. wait. <laughs> I, I I think I tweeted this. I can't wait to just 
if they take Mac Jones, I'm going straight to the 49ers Twitter account and just looking at the replies because it's just going to be a shit show. I still think it has to be Lance just because of the cost and how certain things are playing out, like that Rappaport tweet where he says, you know, hey, you know, it's down to two, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Well, the decision's been made. They're, they're not – Right. It's not, it's not down to two. They know who Exactly. But that seems more of like, a, hey, Ian, you want to prime our fan base to kind of get them ready for it being Trey Lance after they've been misdirected and told it was Mac Jones this whole time, so they're not surprised huh. on draft day. Huh. Um, but we'll see. I, I know there's people in the league who 100% believe it's going to be Mac Jones at number three, but that's not a confirmed thing. That's more of a like, yeah, they think it. Um, yeah, it's all speculation till the pick's right. made. Exactly. Unless someone has some insight. Where, where, whereas it's different than number one and number two. I mean, people will say on record, like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Lawrence and Wilson. You know? How does that happen? Like the, tra- the, the Wilson thing, how does that, what, what do you think that, how, how does that get out? <laughs> yeah, it was just an early decision, I think. I think it was just an early decision and it just comes out. I mean, you think about, what was it, 2014 or 2015? It must have been 2015 when Jameis and Mariota, right? Where it was a debate, Jameis or Mariota, one or two. And uh-huh. the people went to the combine and they came back and they're like, no, the Bucks are taking James. Like it was uh-huh. just a decision just talking that was to made. People. Gets, yeah, yeah, it's a decision that gets made. It just gets let out. I mean, major wow. agents too. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you can't hide the top two picks. Right. Because like at, at first, Lawrence was always one. But then because the Jets had Darnold, it was like, what are they going to do it too? But once they traded him, it was like, okay, now they're going to pick pick one of these five quarterbacks in the draft. And that's when, like you said, they started talking and Wilson became that that choice. And now it's what happens at three and beyond now. And that's what we're thinking about right, right now. Right. But it, it's still going to be – I'm excited because we're actually going to the draft. I've never been to a draft before. I've never been interested in going to a draft. But the Jags have the first pick, overall pick, and, like, there's all this talent in the first round. And I'm just excited to see where all these players go. And most importantly, who Jags get a quarterback? <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, I'm like I'm interested in seeing where Najee Harris goes, uh, ETN for Clemson running back, Pitts obviously. What the Falcons are going to do there? Um, we actually, Jamar, Jamar Chase because like the big I'm talking to a Bengals fan and he's like, "Yo, you don't take what you need in the first round. You take the best player available because you know they need the offensive lineman." And I'm like. I'm going to hold you to that because I think they should take that offensive lineman after what your quarterback just went through last season. How are you not going to go out there and protect him? You're going to give him a receiver and hope there's an offensive lineman just as good in the next round? Offensive lineman kind of deep in this draft, right? Yep, especially uh, I would say tackle and center, especially deep. I think you're going to get into a weird spot. So for perspective, um, I think a third – of the normal amount of players who usually sign with agents actually did this year, which is compounded of one, the short season two, a lot of money, not being out there to train guys and three, a lot of guys just going back, for example. So like Washington had a quarterback who turned down an eighth year of eligibility. That's eighth, 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 eighth. Exactly. So like a lot of things are happening. So like in Florida, right, you guys are down in Florida. De'Ara King is getting a six-year of eligibility to play at Miami just because he was a senior last year. He can come back because of the COVID rules. So like this year's draft is very odd in that it's really deep through like four rounds. But those fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, I think a ton of teams are either going to package them to try to move up in the draft mm-hmm. and make sure that they're turning those picks into actual players that can be on the roster 
or they're going to try to punt those picks for 2022 picks when the class is going to be a lot deeper at the shallow end. But one thing like New England right now can't even sign all their draft picks with how many veterans they have on their roster. Remember when New England at the beginning of free agency was just picking up yeah, guys like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like there's going to be fewer UDFAs in this in this draft class than we've ever seen before. Like just straight up guys on 90 man rosters. There's just not that many NFL caliber players, you know, that have actually declared a lot of guys went back. That's sure. just kind of the situation we're in. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be a little bit of a weird sense, draft. Yeah. You get a little bit of both. A lot of players opted out to go to the draft and so many of them said, I'm going to go back because I didn't get the opportunity that I wanted. So that, right. that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's been a weird last year and a half so far. Right. Right. So he was talking about Pitts and Chase and Najee Harris. We did this um, over under last week. So the is prop bet. So they may be a little off now, but I'm too lazy to go see what they are now. So I'm going to run them by you and you just give me a quick over under. Um, Kyle Pitts, five and a half over under. Woo. Uh, he does not get past six. I'll tell you that. If he's there Correct. for the Dolphins, they're, they're going to pick his ass. If he's not there, I think they'll take Waddle. Um, Kyle Pitts. If you could tell me what Atlanta's doing at four. Right. <laughs> um, I can't tell you they're taking Pitts. Yeah, so I think if they stay there, they could take Pitts. But I just think, you know, if you're Atlanta, your first year of a rebuild, you just signed a head coach whose whole thing is play action passing. You know, do you need to spend the first non-quarterback pick in the draft on a tight end when tight ends are known to not produce, you know, early on in the careers? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Pitts goes number four and his rookie year, you know, he has like 350 yards before he breaks out the next year. You know, that's just kind of how wow. it works out with tight ends, right? Like, but they don't come in immediately right? and produce. He's di- he, he has a super high upside, but at the same time, it's like those guys just don't produce, like, early on in their careers, you know? So it wouldn't like I I just think there's a lot of ways that Atlanta can get out of picking pits, but I guess I'll go I'll go <laughs> but, over I'll go gun to my okay. head I'm going over because I think Atlanta could be a trade up spot. For and me. if they did trade out of that spot, I do you think the person trading there is aiming for pits or a quarterback? I think it would have to be if if there's a trade for four, it's to jump the Bengals for Chase or to grab a quarterback I for Chase. Wow. I think Chase is going to go five. I think. Goodness. Yeah. Do him next. There's a lot of people who believe that. And, you know, the Bengals, has su- the Bengals have such a small scouting staff that it's not difficult to kind of figure out what they're doing. I think they have, last time I checked, like four actual scouts, like guys with scout in their title. Wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Bengals are a mom and pop shop. That's why people were talking about, hey, you know, the Bengals, maybe they trade out of four and, and get a haul. And I'm like, the Bengals do not have the manpower to tr- get a haul at five yeah. and reshape what they're doing on draft day and have a plan for that. Like they literally do not have the people in the room to, to be able to get that. Done. That's weird. You got, you got Chase going to the Bengals. Yep. Yep. Chase the Bengals. Is that strictly because of the borough connection? Well, I think it's a lot of things. I mean, I think they're trying to get better at wide receiver too. I think they're, offensive line situation where they're looking at at Jonah Williams and I understand Jonah Williams has played like 10 games in the last like 30 months or something like that since he was at at Bama because he got hurt um but I think they view him as a left tackle I think they're telling themselves wait why are we taking Sewell to move him from left tackle to right tackle which is still something that NFL teams care about when we already paid a reef 
and we think Reef is going to be our right tackle. So it kind of puts them in a situation where they're like, how much better are we actually getting here? And you have to remember, the Bengals are a pretty cash poor team. So the fact like they can't. A thing the Bengals usually don't do is pay a guy and then have them sit on the bench. They hardly pay their own guys. They see guys you know, <laughs> walk out the door. Carl Lawson just walked out the door, right? I mean, yeah. and they got worse at the end and they had to pay less money and it's because they don't have cash on hand. So like, it doesn't make sense for them to pay Reef and then also justify not playing him. You know what I mean? So I think it's a lot of factors, but I think Chase at the end of the day is that pick. And there's the league is basically operating under that assumption too. I'll tell you that. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, Justin Fields, four and a half. Wow, over. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would take we just talked about. That. Yeah, I knew you'd take. Over. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Uh, I mean, the only the almost. only way because again, I don't think he's going number three. So the only way is a trade up to four. That's the only way that that right. gets done. So, and New England um, is a, New England's picking at fifteen. So getting to four, I think, is a whole lot harder for them than getting to seven, eight, ten. Yeah. A, a Mac Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo QB battle does not sound fun if I'm a Niners. Jimmy is not going to be there again. Uh, hit you with the allegedly, but man, they did. They do not. They are not huge fans of that guy, apparently. So I wouldn't oh, be wow. surprised if they did the whole Sam Bradford thing where it's like a hey, first quarterback injury. Like, all right, here's Jimmy Garoppolo. Give us a second round pick or something like that. I, I think that's Dang, that's more of the plan than him being traded on draft day. I think people yeah. forget how hard it is to actually trade players on draft day because they have to pass physicals. Um, you guys hear a ghost? There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's a little girl screaming. She's been screaming for the past 45 minutes. Like right when we started the podcast, she's been screaming. So great timing on her part. <laughs> um, it's one of the negatives, I guess, moving into an apartment. Um, Trey Lance, it says here over under six and a half, but I imagine you'll say under since I think yeah. you said you think- I think he's going three. I mean, yeah. I would be yeah. pretty – I, I, I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't go number three. I'll say that. And then if he doesn't go number three, I think he's the one guy Atlanta's looking at at quarterback. Um, is, is, North, is North Dakota State QBU? I I know nothing about <laughs> I know nothing about QBU. Trey Lance. Hey, they, they, they didn't struggled. play last season. Well, they struggled this year, I tell you that. Um, if you follow the spring season for North Dakota State, they've made like three quarterback switches. Their quarterback has like – their quarterbacks combined have more interceptions than touchdowns. Um, they just, they just played a playoff game in the FCS – and I think they threw for like 50 passing yards and they rushed uh, for like 450 just because they have no, they don't have answers at why, why they joined the tech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll tell you what, yeah, I mean, it might look like QBU on the surface, but if you look mm. at what North Dakota State is doing right now without Trey Lance, sure looks like a whole different team. What about um, Devontae Smith, 11 and a half? Oh, so there's, oh, 11 and a half. I'll say under, but barely just because barely. the giants are right there yeah, yeah i think if there's i think there's a situation where okay let's say atlanta takes actually takes pits at four then i think miami's gonna take waddle and then you know you have lions right there who could take a wide receiver and then you have the giants I... and the giants are picking 11 so i wouldn't be surprised if you know there's any situation where devonta either goes you know seven or 11 um, I would say his floor is probably 12 to the Eagles. You know, if, if Devonta isn't there for the Eagles, I think they'll take Sertan. So, someone's got to be there at 12, but they're going to end up taking a corner or a wide receiver. Yeah. I think since Galladay went to the Giants, if that happened, Devonta Smith went to the Giants. So Daniel Jones, you better show out this season. You got no, no excuses. You got no excuses. If nope. you have all those weapons on offense to throw to, 
Saquon's still a question mark. That's my guy. I'm a Penn State guy, but picked up his fifth year option today. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I think that's right, right? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we look at we looking for confirmation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying if if you give Daniel Jones all those plays, that you gotta show out. I think out. it's the same thing with Tua. I think it's a big prove it year for both of those guys. You know, oh, yeah. so I think they're going to get help for Tua at, at, at pick six. And, you know, how, how many more Alabama players can we get you if, you know, if they take water, right? <laughs> and, so it's and, like, you know, and, you know, what would be great is like I was telling Andy on another podcast, like the NFL class is, is shifting. You know, we've had these legends that have played the past decade and they're starting to get old and retire. We've got this new wave of quarterbacks coming in and, I think personally, Darnold will thrive in Carolina. That remains to be seen, but I think he will. And Daniel Jones and Tua have potential, and you give them these weapons, they could potentially be good quarterbacks as well. So we have a nice little group of quarterbacks here that are about to be in the league for the next 10 years. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully we're not. Well, Mahomes going to be in the playoffs every year, beating everybody. Yeah, that's, that's tough. I always think about uh, if you are – the Broncos, right? And you're just saying to yourselves, Eddie. man, we're going to see Patrick Mahomes two times every year for the next You got to trade for Teddy. That's we're going to see, we're going to see, yeah, we're going to see Justin Herbert every year for the next uh, 10 years, right? Just that's Derek a real Carr. tough position Jim. to be in. <laughs> Derek, Carr, Derek, hey. Carr. De- Derek Carr and Gruden's better than the combo that they got in Denver right now, but yeah, yes. Waller, Waller's a beast. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Any chance that six QBs go in the first round? No. I mean, I've I've talked to people about the Davis Mills thing because I think he's probably the next guy up. Where's he from? And it's Stanford. Oh, Stanford. that was the guy that was like yeah. – that didn't play much. Yes. Or yeah. hasn't played a lot of games, yeah. but he looks great. Right. Well, he has a big arm. I wouldn't go as far to say looks great, but – okay. Yeah, it, he's he's a real tough evaluation because a lot of people, I think, just see his arm talent. But at the end of the day, he's a five-star recruit who played for David Shaw, barely got playing time and never really developed. And if we're, you know, we're not talking about North Dakota State, right? If we were talking about North Dakota State or BYU or something like that, where it's like, yeah, this guy just didn't develop. That's not the same conversation as, hey, this dude literally went to Stanford under David Shaw in a uh, system gotcha. that is built to build quarterbacks for the NFL level and he wasn't able to do it. So, you know, a lot of the conversations when you talk about uh, Mills to other people ends up being, well, he only played 15 games or whatever, but you know, that's basically what Matt Jones started. And that's basically what, you know, Trey Lance started, but they did it at a championship level. Davis Mills never ended up doing that. So I, I'm, I don't believe that that guy can go in the first round. Thankfully, our guy has been playing quarterback since he was like 12 years old. Yeah, long time. Yeah. He's pretty good with it. Yeah. A few losses, literally. Just literally. <laughs> just a handful. Four. Just a handful. I can count them. Four since high school, Four? I think. Yeah. I saw, I saw an article, and it was like the one guy that beat him in high school, and he was like the backup quarterback <laughs> in Air Force now. It was like run, running wow. like a triple option offense in Georgia, and he beat he, Trevor he probably, Lawrence in high school. He probably tells people that out at the clubs. I was one yeah. of the guys beat you know Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> this guy yeah, right here, I beat him. Old self. Yeah, I beat him at seventeen. <laughs> Chris, I think Chris Rock has a funny joke where he's like, "There are people. There's people that played uh, pick up basketball with Michael Jordan and beat him, but they're not in the NBA. <laughs> but they got stories to tell. Yeah, right. Um, is any any place people can 
drop your Twitter handle. I'm going to put it on the YouTube when we upload the YouTube, but is there, you got anything that people should be looking out on your end before 8 PM Thursday night? Um, so actual draft day, we're going to drop all our reports. So we have over 300 guys graded full reports. Um, I'll probably tweet them out, uh, for the defensive front seven as guys get picked. Right. So like a linebacker gets picked, I'll tweet out his report. That's basically kind of what I'm doing. Oh, on draft okay, day. Okay. Um, but if you want to get a look at our big board in general, um, we just dropped out on bleacher report today, actually. So if you guys want to go check that out, do it. It's my pinned tweet on my Twitter. My Twitter is at J-U-M-O-S-Q. Um, that's pretty much it. Other than that, you know, find me on Twitter.com. I'm going to be tweeting out these reports on draft day. That's it. Stop by, say hi, ask me questions. I'll answer them. Awesome. He cool. said, uh, he said, I'm interactive guys. He's interactive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being interactive with us for a half hour. Um, Enjoy draft night. Hey, do you like draft? What's better for you, draft season or regular season? Oh, regular season by far. Oh, okay. in, ter- in terms of the actual season, draft day is probably better than. Is your favorite day, day, day than like a championship Sunday or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Like okay. it's like playoff games, draft day, NFL regular season, and then, you know, draft season is probably how I would rank it. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, the do- the dopamine just fires off, serotonin flowing on draft. It's freaking drama. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. There's nothing else like it in sports, really. No. Well, appreciate the time. It's yeah. good seeing you face to face. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Anytime, guys. Good luck on uh, the new apartment. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We're. What's the phrase? Something with the kinks. Been drinking, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, All talk right. to you. I'm tired. Wake up, bitch. Shouldn't have drank. Jokes. How am I, how am I not going to drink with this <laughs> and this? How am I not going to drink? All right. Uh, you're talking about Bubba Wallace. Yeah. I'm, I'm energetic. Bubba Wallace was... Um, yeah, he, was he, like, he was racing. He was doing good. Yeah, he was doing good. He uh, So... Our, uh, our NASCAR analyst, Brian Olson, he let me know that Bubba jumped from 40th to 1st within the first 10 laps of the race. Don't know how true that is, but I don't think Brian would lie to me. I went to his wedding. We're cool peeps. He was almost wrecked by Joey Logano, who flipped over his car in the first stage. Um, but Bubba won his first stage ever in NASCAR. He won stage two. Why are you waving? Hello. Uh. Hello, YouTube. Um, but I don't celebrate small wins in pro sports. Oh. You, can, you can win a stage, but ultimately you have to win the third stage because that's when you win the race. Bubba Wallace, did you finish top 10? Did he? He finished 18th. Yikes. Another no from me this week. <laughs> do you think we'll get to the end of the, How many more races we got? We have till November. You think he'll do it? Yeah. Top 10? I think he'll get top uh, 10. That documentary gonna be fucking yeah, heat. Yeah, what's it gonna be? Changing tires. <laughs> <laughs> A little Michael Jordan interview, changing tires. It's not gonna be that great. He's gonna hear your uh, segment, and it's gonna <laughs> cut to Michael Jordan saying, "Well, I took that personally." Yes. That meme. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Thanks. Uh, speaking of Michael Jordan, NBA news. Whoa, another week, another one. hibernation. Yikes. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yet we're going to an NBA game, possibly, in no, between draft picks yes. Friday. That'll be probably my the most fun part of the vlog, in my opinion, going between watching the draft 
just pulling up to the fucking Cavs Wizards game and then leaving. <laughs> it'll be it'll. I'm just envisioning it in my head how I'm gonna edit that, and I think it'll be funny. Just like we're watching the draft, we're randomly at the Cavs game, we dip, and then we go back to the draft. We go back to the watch next the pick. draft wherever the fuck we're at. Who knows? It's gonna be cold and rainy. We're gonna be drunk. Who knows what the fuck's gonna happen? But it'll be a great vlog. You're not gonna want to miss that. YouTube.com/slash Done and Drew. Uh, kicking it back to the NFL draft, um, there was an anonymous scout last week, and I think this is a very interesting debate. They said if Burrow was coming out this year and he had just had the year that he had, just you know, LSU they're coming year. at this. Yes, yeah, he would take Burrow a hundred times out of a hundred over Trevor Lawrence. And I posed the question on Twitter. I did a poll. And I'm going to ask you what you think um, the results were after I give you them the numbers. Because I think it's, it's the, so fascinating. The numbers of the two quarterbacks? No, the, the, um, the poll results. So I said, who would you all draft with a number one overall pick if they were coming out together? Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Um, one of them had... 42% of the votes. The other one had 58% of the votes. Who do you think Twitter... And we had 415 people vote. Who do you think Twitter thought should go number one with the overall pick? That's pretty That's pretty even, in my opinion. It's close. But one has the edge. Yes. Um, I think people took Trevor Lawrence over Burrow. You're right. Why would you... Would you? I, I think they did that because he's done it year after year after year i understand like people's argument about trevor lawrence like in my dms at least people have argued against him just because he plays in acc and it's not as competitive as the conference that burrow played in but in my opinion if you have the talent you have the talent no matter who you play like he was doing this consistently year after year after year. No, he didn't win the national championship every single year he played, but that's a tough task to do. He beat Bama the first time he played them, I believe. I, th- I think he beat them as a freshman or, or a sophomore. And he put up 44 points, three touchdowns, zero picks, and he smoked Bama in 2019. Um, Burrow had an amazing season, one of the best seasons we've ever seen. Um, crazy, amazing season. The best that yeah that right. a lot of people have seen. Yes, but um, I just because we have the historical data of Trevor Lawrence doing this for three straight years versus that one, that's the reason I would take Trevor Lawrence because of the consistency that he's done it. Whereas Burrow did it for one year in a tough conference, the best conference in college, but Trevor Lawrence, year after year after year, never wavered, never fucking fell off doing it. And he has, what, three losses in his entire career? He went to the playoffs every year. Who did he lose to? He lost to... Ohio State and... He lost to Ohio State. And he LSU, lost, Joe Burrow. And he lost to Burrow. It's just Joe Burrow's season was stupid. So if they were coming out, I would say I would have a hard time. I mean, it helps that Joe Burrow's really cute. Mm. But I would have a hard time 
I mean, it's a win-win either way. But like, if we saw, if we're coming off of that Joe Burrow playoff run, I would have a hard time saying I'd rather Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Because he was. It's easy to forget because we're a year removed, over a year removed. But Joe Burrow was fucking insane. He was. He, he was, threw. He threw fucking seven touchdown passes in that one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By halftime, it was stupid the, the score. He had seven touchdowns, I think, by half. Yeah, it was, I think I would lean Joe Burrow coming, like, if they were both coming out, which is... But we would we would win either way. But yeah. Joe Burrow, I don't care if you do it over and over again. Joe Burrow proved that he's got what it takes. Yeah, he had talent all around him, but, you know, you still look at the... Playing footsies with me? No. Uh, did I touch your foot? Yeah, you did. Oh, shit, my you, bad. You still Cute look ass. at the, the, uh, <laughs> the ability, and the ability's there. He's a... The, the numbers he put up, and he was in the SEC, stupid. Yeah. Like, I, I would I would go Joe Burrow. It's yeah, crazy. It, he, was, he was in the SEC, but like I said, Trevor Lawrence beat fucking Nick Saban. Nobody does that. As a freshman. Who does that? As a freshman. Who beats Nick Saban? Nick Saban is the goat of all goats of college, and Trevor Lawrence did that with ease in his first year. So he gets that credential. In one year, that's that's with one year. We're talking about Joe Burrow in one year as well, and he did what he did. But Trevor Lawrence in that one year beat Nick Saban in Bama, and then two years after that, continued to win, continued to go to the playoffs, didn't win championships, but he got to the the, the college football Every playoffs. Year, yeah. So that's like that's the NFL goal, right? Get to the playoffs. That's what you want to do. Season starts over, and that's when you adjust whatever to your opponent. And if we can get there, I'm cool with it. But like you said, you win either way. This is a, a debate that is just showing where the quarterback is heading in the NFL's future. And if we have a debate like this, we know that we're in for a good ride for the next 10 years because we're going to have great QB talent. All right, great conversation. We're going to get into yes. rants, raves, and reviews in a second. But I want to read this tweet we just got. It's pretty good. I'm glad we got it while we're recording. This is from Bonnie, who's a Jags fan. She's a very sweet she lady. She tweeted Dunn and Drew? Very sweet lady. Yeah, she's, well, she tweeted um, both of us, our handles. She said, my Lyft, my Lyft driver and I talking Jags early tonight. I mentioned the Bold City Brigade, which if you're not a Jags fan or not um, familiar, it's uh, the Jags fan, fan group here. Very loyal fan group. Best tailgates ever. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. And the Lyft driver says, oh, yeah, who's that tall black guy who hangs out with that little skinny white dude? He's great. So not only did I not get a mention, well, I got mentioned, but not only, like, he was talking about you, and I'm only the person that you hang out with. That's what I am. And I'm also a little, not only just little, I'm little and skinny. (laughs) Even though I've been working on these games, <laughs> like I'm going to the gym for a reason, so obviously this guy just hasn't seen any, hasn't seen the last vlog or any recent um, podcast episodes. But that's fine, that's fair. At least, hey, that's the second time we got noticed today. Well, not yes. even noticed. This person just brought us up without even, even seeing us. That's crazy. So let me look at her profile. Yeah, she lives in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um. So I was telling Andy today that I'm not really well known in Jacksonville yet like and then that happens. I haven't taken over this city yet and I'm trying to bitch um, take over South Daytona first fuck South Daytona who lives there confederate flag flyers <laughs> I don't want to take over fucking South Daytona I'm trying to take over Jacksonville I'm trying to be uh, 
I'm trying to be like, like we are, bro, this podcast, we do this for fun. We're not analysts here. We're not, we're two guys with an opinion that have good chemistry together. Like we're not coming at you trying to sell you something, you know? We're just, well, unless it's Manscaped. Except it's Manscaped. Or our Patreon. But, but like we're not, this, like our, our profession is not being right about sports, you know? We just have takes and opinions like everybody else. But we, uh, but we do it in a way where we can entertain you. There are some hills that I will die on, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you that I'm right about. Yeah, we got to change that phrase to Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that you will Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that I'll Brandon Marshall. Yeah, you on. but um, yes, that uh, that is a oh, damn. You you recorded me, but I look drunk as shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, that I thought you were cute. That's the only reason I took it. But I should. I I do love me some Lyft. So, um, thank is you that what we're taking to the airport tomorrow? Lyft or Uber? I take Lyft because I get Delta miles for it. So I'll take Uber. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Your shit is early. We ain't got a ride together, but it, it's fucking 40 minutes. You might want to carpool. Be a lonely drive solo <laughs> with a driver. <laughs> um, but on to rants, raves, and reviews. I have two rants. You don't have any. Uh, first rant is the sheesh. sheesh. That's been going viral. I feel like Andy has said sheesh forever, and um, I think if, a lot of people have. It's just recently, you know, it blew up on a TikTok, so everyone's it, yeah, it, it blew up on a TikTok, so everyone says it now. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because if yeah ever goes viral, <laughs> I'm pissed if I don't get my credit for it. Because who says yeah? Well, who do you think who got credit for sheesh? No one, probably. No one. That's my point. Like, so if if it goes viral, you're not gonna get the credit. If if it happens, I'm going to have one of you guys go to every single one of our episodes where we say, die, die, die. make a compilation, we'll pay you for it, and we're taking credit for that, because that's you can't take my lingo, and it goes worldwide. Fuck that. Look at the reflection of the sign on the table. That's fucking sick. Shit's beautiful. What a, what a gift. What a housewarming present. <laughs> uh, my other rant is the J&J vaccine. Oh, no. I love this one. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier, I, I've been getting headaches every morning. I have one right now, probably because of the Jameson, a different J word. But J&J I also, and J. But I also have allergies. Things. Like, my allergies have been kicking my ass since I went to Columbus three weeks ago and came back. I got allergies up there bad. My nose, my nasal has been clogged since. Um, so it's a combination of those two things. I'm about to be on a plane tomorrow, so I'm going to be fucked again. And if I die, I told Drew, he gets my savings, he pays my half of the rent, he'll be living good for the next year. And it's up to you to carry. But the J&J vaccine with the blood clot shit, I know it's a small percentage of people who got it. But between that and my allergies that have been around for since fucking last month like allergy season you guys know if you have allergies you're getting fucked this year more than ever for some reason more than ever and we got covid out here you don't know what's going on in your body so that's where i'm at right now i don't know what the fuck's going on in my body but i'm fucking taking my meds trying to smoke this weed drink this liquor trying to party i'm trying to balance life right now and trying not to die but if i die i die and I hope it's a celebration and not a sad moment because I'm nervous and I don't know what's going on in my body. I got no health insurance. Don't want to go to a doctor. I'm not trying to wait in the office for 40 minutes. <laughs> so doing these home remedies, we'll see what happens. Those are my two rants. 
I'm real nervous for this upcoming Cleveland trip. I feel like I'm going to be destroyed after. I feel like I am too. <laughs> and then I start work after I get back. It's like, I better stay healthy through this trip. I'm nervous. Um, Cold and rainy, bro. We, we, have to stay, we have to stay warm or we're going to get sick. Um, one of my raves is my, what do you think about my Madden 21 streams? My live streams I've been doing on the channel. Well, I, I think it's funny when you're ass. Yeah, it's not as good as when I'm good, right? Well, I haven't watched when you're good yet. Uh, I just watched that one the other day when you played the Bills and you exposed Poyer. Yeah. You won, but you threw a pick six, which was funny. So <laughs> as long as you balance like being ass, yeah. I think they'll be all right. I, I, I'm, I don't, I've never watched Madden before on like YouTube yeah, or Twitch yeah, or anything. Yeah. I'm, I've watched like Kingdom Hearts, whatever that game's called. And Fortnite I've watched, but I've never Kingdom watched. Hearts, that's a random one for you. I've never, yeah, it is. But I've never watched Madden, so I'm not really sure like what to expect. But I watched it because it's you. It's on our channel, and I wanted to see what it what it was like. But I enjoyed I enjoy like talking with people in the comments while I'm watching a stream. So keep doing it because you enjoy playing Madden, and people were in there conversating. So. I'd say keep doing that shit. Here's another update from the Lyft driver. The driver also said he loves the pod. Says you guys, this is the second podcast shout out we got today. What's going on? We move here and we move here. And fucking a, dominoes fall. Like we, this is our first day here together. Like we've not done nothing yet. Um, she said the driver said you guys are accurate as balls, which is something we just said we weren't. But he said she said regarding what it's like to be a Jags fan. So yeah. His ass. Um, one of my raves is, or another rave is, I got my blood test results. So I got my blood drawn before I lost my insurance from my company that I left. Um, I did a little checkup at the doctor, and they took blood and came back saying a couple things, three notable things. Well, I'd say two notable things. One of them, I need to stop eating fat foods. Like foods that have fats in them, even though it doesn't show on my body. So all of them. Um, she, they said my triglyc- triglycerides were high, but something about fats in my blood wasn't good. So I got to eat more chicken, more rice, stay away from the fatty foods. Even though I had Arby's today, and now I'm eating pizza. Not good, but we're gonna counterbalance it by exercising more. I live on a tennis court. There's a tennis court here. Come on. Oh, we gotta talk about the forty. I can, I'm gonna argue with you about that. Um, Second notable thing, my liver, perfect. So same with me after college. Went to the doctor. He said your liver's good. Weren't you shocked? I was. I was in shock, but it just made me realize like alcohol takes a little while to catch up to so you. So maybe by like like when you're forty, older, yeah, forty, fifty. We should do another. Slow the fuck down. Yeah. Um, but he said you're at risk for diabetes. Don't get fat. He said that. So been in the gym. You're not gonna get fat. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get to the weight that's damaging. I'm an active person. I'll be all right. Yeah, you're, you're fine. I'll be in the gym tomorrow. <laughs> um, so we're me and, so they at the draft they're going to have like the NFL experience. So they're going to have uh, a pass, punt and kick thing. Mm, they should. They're, I don't I don't I didn't research. Raining, so. I didn't research, so I don't know what's all going to be there, but if it's raining, it ain't going to be shit. 
I hope that they have it active because we both have tickets. This is for oh wait, this is for Friday. Is when we have the tickets, so we'll be fine. Yeah. The only thing Friday is gonna be windy. Oh yeah, yeah. But we have the forty. They have the forty yard dash thing, and Eric and I are going to race. And he thinks I think he's maybe coming around to being wrong, but he thinks he's gonna run a faster forty than I. Well, if we're drunk, I'm I'm not racing anything well, successfully. We'll, right. We'll make sure that I mean, if we're drunk, and and we. But guys, like this is this is Friday, day two of the draft, and our tickets are for four PM to seven. What are we gonna be doing before then? Or are we gonna be sober? We're gonna be fucked up. We're gonna be racing this shit, fucked up. So this is not this is gonna be a wash. There's no way we get to the draft experience sober. Not a fucking chance. You don't th- what's our ticket time? Four PM. You don't think we can stay sober till four? No. Uh, <laughs> I think we could do it. Even if we're a little tipsy, I'm still I'm still willing to do the race and not put an asterisk next to it. Me too. But I would like to race an actual good time, putting my full okay. So forward. all things equal, do you think you could beat me in a forty? I think I could. I Why? think I could smoke you. Wow! Oh my god! There's a few reasons you're wrong. One. Well, this is an opinion. But you're exactly. not. A, you're not a physics major. But I'm explaining to you. Yes, this is my you're opinion, explain, but I have you're more... You're explaining why you think you'll beat me. But I have more And I'll reasons. explain why I think okay, you'll beat me. Okay, well, I'll provide more reasoning why you won't. You are bigger. Bigger. More. Why well, you don't got to write that big. You, <laughs> <laughs> you are. You weigh more, which is not a slight on you, That's, obviously. That, that doesn't mean shit. That make, It's more time to speed up. That doesn't mean shit. Oh, my God. All it's these 40. NFL players... Way the same as me, and they're running four fours, four six, four eight. You running a four four? <laughs> I could. We don't know. We got to test it. But it takes it. long, unless you're Derrick. What Hen- Kyle Pitts run? Unless you're Derrick Henry. Six six. Unless you're Derrick Henry, it's gonna take you longer. Derrick Henry. It's gonna take you longer to speed up. Number three. Um, I play tennis. Okay. So I'm that's used to like, that. That's sh- lateral I'm used shit. To that, I'm you're used running to that, straight. I'm used to that short line sprinting. Like, like quick. throw a second. To the net. <laughs> you're running. You're... Nigga said I gotta go hit this drop shot. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That ain't a sprint, bitch. <sighs> you're running on the treadmill, so you think you're fast, but you're just doing. You're that's endurance. Well, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm only running for five minutes. It's a light jog, but I. I think my toned legs have a say in running faster. My legs are, aren't as heavy anymore. They move better. No, you're not beating me. So, well, well, if I lose to you in a 40, I'm killing myself. What do you, I. You're really think, looking down that much on yes, me? Yes. What do athlete? I look like losing to you with all this effort I've put in my body? I should be able to run better than you. There are a lot of things that you can do better than me right now because of your gym addiction. You can lift more. You can. That's do not. This. We're not talking about lifting, though. Right, I'm talking about straight right. running. Oh, but that, no, no. I, well, that's fine. I, my arms can be bigger. See, I don't care. Give a fuck about my arms. Short, I'm, I'm focusing on these fucking boulders right. I got on my thighs. We do have neighbors, so you gotta. You gotta They're not there. Where, who's there? That's the door. What? Oh, they can come knock and say something. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a drink. Uh, I think it's all women on this floor. I haven't seen any men. Um, they might like it. 
Why so I'm saying the things you do at the gym, yes, you'll have you'll be able to run longer than me because your endurance is better. You'll well, be that, able to that, lift more that, than me. That 40 longer. You'll be able to lift more than me. But that 40-yard dash is short enough to where I will not get tired and you I will You don't think I've ever sprinted you. on the treadmill? If you did, it's not faster than me. A minute? It's not even a minute-long dash. No, it's like a few seconds. I know. I've sprinted for 30 I think I'll be all right. All right. Well, I'll be I on that shit light as fuck. I can't <gasps> wait. <gasps> Ooh, I can't wait either. If, no, no, like I told you, if it's an 80-yard dash, 80. I'd give it to you. You'd win. You'd probably win. Can you just concede? Because you ain't beating me. A 40, you will not win. Okay. I may even say right now that I may go under five seconds. I may say you're full of shit and you're way too confident in your athletic ability for a 40-yard fucking dash and I'm a whole athlete. You're a whole athlete. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put the poll out tomorrow before we run the shit. I'm wearing the lightest clothes I have. <laughs> Even though it's going to be raining and cold, you're going to be out there in like a tank top, a tank short top, ass shorts. Short ass shorts, light shoes <laughs> to run a 6'4". 6'4". <laughs> no, I'll probably be like a, I'll probably be like a 5'2". I have no idea. I'm joking, but I beat you. This isn't the Eric that jogged next to the bike. I'm not saying it is. I know what Eric is. I know what Eric is, and I'm not scared of him. Not the same Eric. Was that a raid? No, that was just that was me forgetting to bring it up when we first talked. Interesting. Um, I've got one review. Um, So every 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 fast food establishment's coming out with a chicken sandwich now that Popeyes blew up over theirs. I had McD's, awful. Never getting that again. Stick with McChickens. You heard it from me first. KFCs, their chicken is crispy with no flavor. So uh, I tried Popeyes back when the hype started. It was it wasn't spicy to me. I have to try it again. The first time wasn't good, but everybody else's spicy chicken sandwich or a chicken sandwich, ass. Don't go to anybody's. Chick Fil A still the goat chicken sandwich. McD's still the goat for McChickens. I need one right now. But I got a vlog to edit, and we got a flight in six hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh, yeah, man. Six, six. Well, you got to wake up in six hours. Six hours, so. We got to wake up in six hours, or? Wake gotta... up in six hours. Yeah, so I have to get to work. Um, but that is our show, guys. We had to get this done for you. Um, we were We scrambled. Really? Yes, today, like <laughs> getting this up for you guys took a miracle and it happened. So, yeah, it did. Like figuring out the audio, we even had getting, technical dif- difficulties getting it up, but. getting getting this table, putting it together, putting the sign up for the aesthetic. Um, what else? Did the interview at eight o'clock? We had to do all this before that interview. So, um, appreciate it because the grind. Is just getting started, and um, it continues into the night. I may need some cocaine, mm. but I'm not in South Florida anymore. But <laughs> any last words? No. Um, enjoy the draft, everyone. If you listen to this after the draft, let us know your thoughts on what we talked about, our mock. Um, follow us on social media if you want to see our shenanigans for the draft. Um, it's gonna be a good time. And thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Support our YouTube channel. Um, that's all I got. 
That's our show, guys. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Share the show with your friends, parents, enemies. Make sure y'all watch us on YouTube.com slash Dunn and Drew to see the new housewarming gifts neon sign. See this little setup we got initially. We're talking into one mic now, but it will soon be two. Subscribe to our Patreon, exclusive Discord access and bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash Dunn and Drew. We will be at the draft tomorrow in Cleveland. Tune in to both of our stories, Dunn and Drew stories, our Twitters. Content will be flowing like crazy. Draft vlog will be crazy. It's going to be a fucking movie the next fucking four days. So keep it locked here. We are finally in Jacksonville together, and we are starting off hot. So until next time, this has been Dunn and Drew, baby. See you at the draft.